Man, that was a really epic intro. Did you like that? Yeah, that was, that was bassy. <laughs> it's Will, a.k.a. Zombie Nikon, and I'm here with... Jake, uh, do you know what it's called when you mix all the white claws together? What? A felony. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about stuff. So, I'm downloading, I'm re-downloading ARC right now, because apparently it's 397 gigs. Yeah, that's intense. Yeah, I don't know anyone else that actually plays this game because of how fucking large it is. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. And there's people that complain about Warzone being, you know, 200 gigs. 200 gigs, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I assume we got, like, I don't know, like 20, 30 minutes to record a podcast and when it's, like, you know, because my super fast internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then see what happens, yeah. Uh, yeah, you'd think they would compress some stuff or maybe it's because of how many maps you're downloading. Well, I guess the base maps for that game are... What, the island, center, Ragnarok? It's only like three maps. Oh, wait. Mm, does it make you download all the bullshit for like Scorched Earth and stuff? That stuff is, you have does. to like pay for that. That's DLC that you pay for. Yeah. So why would it make you like download all that shit if I'm not going to use it? Well, I'm just thinking like five, each map is probably like 50 gigs, even the free ones. You know, just what because of how massive they are. You're not wrong. I you're mean, not you, wrong. If you're on foot and you're <clears throat> even running the whole time, it would still take you hours to get from one edge to the other. On foot, yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> it's like 100%. several hundred meters, but like or several hundred miles, but like I don't know. I, I just don't understand why it's so massive. It's such a crazy fucking game. I mean, and I do th- like the versatility of it. Uh, I've been watching another one. It's in like really early access called The Infected, um, and it's kind of like a builder. It's kind of interesting, uh, but it's very early stages. And uh, the lovely wife saw me watching it, and she's like, "Oh, is this more or less crafting than Ark?" And I was like, "Less." And there, there's not many games out there that are more crafting than Ark. You the know. infected, huh? Yeah, the infected. Let's get five out of five on Facebook. Yeah, I mean, it looks really cool, but there's it's very, very early access, very glitchy at this point in time, you can tell. Um, the infected is an open world sandbox survival crafting game. Build your base, defend, and protect yourself from wildlife and infected vambies. Yeah, vampires. <laughs> Hybrid zombies. vampire zombies. Hell yeah. What? Um, everything's very patterned so you can trick the system really easily like to going into a gate and then it just attacks that gate and then you can stab it while it's not attacking you Mm -hmm. like that's kind of the early access it's in interesting um you can put down blueprints of stuff and you can run up and down and over them and stuff but nothing else can so you can also use that as an exploit um one of the things i really like for it is you don't just manage food and water you actually have to manage like proteins carbs vitamins and stuff like that so it's very advanced on that side and that like you have if you uh, eat half of a watermelon it gives you like calories uh in multiple areas like you have to eat vegetables as well as meat so it, it's very oh, diverse that way. dude that would be so cool like, yeah you have to purify your water which is kind of standard it sounds a lot like how seven days started out yeah that's yeah, another it's, game it's that we'll play similar. over on twitch.tv slash zombie nikon hashtag plug uh yeah so i think that i think it's got some promise but it's like i said i've just been kind of watching it seeing seeing what happens with it you yeah know? it sounds really cool it sounds like there's like one person who develops it though so any kind of progress with it'll probably take years you know yeah well i think that's how seven days started until they got like three million dollars doing their fucking uh GoFundMe thing yeah kickstarter they did the uh yeah and then fun pimps got bought right by somebody i don't know as well and then they i, uh, genu- I genuinely don't know because i remember them talking about it where they went from a development team of like three to 20 and that's one of the reasons why they're like now the game looks better there's a lot more to it and all that kind of stuff yeah fun pimps are creators of the hit survival game seven days to die yeah 
No, I think I think they just like because they made like they've sold thirteen million copies of the game, uh-huh. uh, ranging anywhere from like seven to forty dollars. I think so. Like, yeah, <clears throat> that on top of like their Kickstarter, which raised like three mil. Yeah, they probably just hired more people. Honestly, honestly, and I can see it selling a lot more once they actually finish it. You know, <laughs> if, it, it's already finished. Just it release is. the fucking game, honestly. Like, <laughs> and then just keep updating it like they are. Yeah, you know? just like Minecraft does. Minecraft yep. released. Like, right after the beta version or whatever, and then from that point on, they've just released stuff every, like, quarter or so. Yeah, and if people want to make an argument for, like, people won't buy multiple copies and stuff, I think with Minecraft, I bought, like, five different copies over the last 15 years of Minecraft, yeah. like, easily. Hell yeah. I bought it on, like, Xbox 360 when it first swapped over Xbox to that. Xbox 360. Uh, I had it on Windows, like, on my computer, and my computer couldn't fucking run it back in the day. Like, yeah. all kinds of shit. I bought it on a tablet randomly, like, yeah. the Bedrock Edition or whatever. I, for, like, my five cell bucks. phone. I have it on yeah. my cell phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, so, there's definitely modes out there. You want to talk about not buying multiple copies? Skyrim. Yeah. There's people that were jokingly playing that on their refrigerators. Like, (laughs) (laughs) the game is everywhere. Oh, yeah. People will buy multiple copies of the game. You won't even have to buy multiple copies if they just release the updates for free. Yeah. Like, that's that you pay, like, fucking $40 for the game or whatever. Right. And then it's released now and then you just update it as it comes out. That is the perfect strategy for keeping people in your game because people want to play it. Well, and that's uh, I was saying more of that's kind of like the the mentality is they're like, well, once we release it, we may not make as much money after like X amount of years or whatever. Yeah, but, because they're like, oh, well, Alpha 20's out, so now we're going to get all the new people that have never played seven days before, and they're going to play Alpha 20. Yeah, like, eh, that whatever. kind of stuff. Yeah, maybe 171 gigs out of 397 so far. Must be nice to have internet. <laughs> That doesn't feel like it's from a third world country. Yeah, it's pretty sick. And then I'm getting like 500 megs on that disc. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's some nerdy statistics for you right there. <laughs> uh, so the thing I was going to talk about today, <clears throat> I think last podcast we had briefly talked about um, the whole like Pokemon Ninja thing. Oh, yeah. You were t- telling me about that. So like, I don't I don't know what's going on with it right now. It, it almost feels like the whole uh, Eminem, you know, fucking... Uh, MGK beef oh, with yeah. like all the rappers with yeah. the rap artists. <laughs> it's Twitch um, that famous now, you know? Like got beef <laughs> pretty with much, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess like Pokimane and that Jideon guy that did the hate raid on her, they've got come to some sort of like weird agreement and they're actually going to uh what what's the word I'm looking for? Um Co stream. Well, like work together. They're going to what was the word they Cooperate. used? Cooperate. Yeah, I'm fucking tired, man. What is this that I'm trying to Coordinate? figure out? Because uh, a collaboration, collaboration. No <laughs> They're going to collaborate, yeah, uh, on some stuff, which is like I guess symbolic of the drama ending in oh this whole like God. circle. Uh, but she still fucking hates Ninja. Like they're still like they're still feuding. Uh, and uh, Ninja's wife, Jessica Blevins, uh, was his like manager, and now she's literally stepping down as his manager. Mm. Which like that's his wife. That's like oh I'm managing you and like taking care of all your stuff. And then she's like no I'm gonna focus on my own career after all this like drama happened. That's real weird, right? Like a little bit strange. I'm not just like uh, reading too far into that. <laughs> and I, he's he like was, the Twitch tabloids. And I'm really wondering what level of manager she was because he was on a bunch of different TV shows and all kinds of stuff. So was that her? I doubt she did any of that shit. Like <laughs> <clears throat> he's got a whole ass other management team. She just is the manager of Ninja, so she could just run all the way to the top. You know what I'm saying? Like well and then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever his name eon uh is that that was a pretty good power play if if you get banned and then you kind of get reinstated and then you become more famous because you collaborate now with the MGK. person who got you yeah. banned, <laughs> like, then that makes uh, yeah so that's kind of like a i mean he played the publicity well he yeah if, if it was a strategy versus just dumb luck you know yeah they were getting pretty crazy with it too because i guess they were like they're still threatening like legal action against pokemon 
um, because of like some sort of like defamation or some shit because she shared texts from Ninja on her stream and the texts were like threatening like her they were y'all you're gonna regret this like yeah. that type of shit yeah, and yeah, yeah. I, I don't know man I, I've never been a fan of Ninja and this just goes to show you like it, it like all of that was founded like I started watching him um, several years ago and whenever I hopped into one of his like streams a he has so many like fans that watch him so many 12 years that watch him that just spam bullshit in his chat you can't even have like any kind of like communication with them unless you right. pay money first of all which is how most big streamers do their stuff yeah cool cool i'll move past that but then he was trying to play warzone yep. right as it came out and he's a Fortnite streamer and he was bitching just so mad about how like the sniper rifles worked in uh warzone because yeah. they work differently than they do in Fortnite. right and so he was like missing shots because he's he's one of those people that just thinks he should he should be like a god at every video game without having to adjust without actually having to adjust or do anything else like he right. just assumes he should be good at everything right oh man that and then his among us shit whenever that was really popular in the in the vid 19 oh, uh, yeah. days yeah. so <clears throat> he like was playing among us and he would he screamed so loud that he like broke like his microphone like he blew out his microphone huh. like live on stream <laughs> that's like he what is he like fucking 12 yeah yeah exactly <laughs> well the worth only like 50 million dollars and like can't even act like an adult oh yeah yeah it's well ridiculous. the only uh the only time that i've ever seen anything for his was somebody else killed him <clears throat> and then they were like was that the real ninja and then they like went to his stream and he's just throwing a fit yeah and then like trying to like accuse him of pretty much being a hacker of some way or another you know whether it's like they got wall hacks or they got all yep. you know all this kind of stuff yep that's what all of them do man Well, because no one can just lose no one can just die mm -hmm. from someone being better at the game than you, you i know? mean that's why i give you so much shit about stuff too like yeah. You you do that stuff sometimes where it'll like jump off on like Halo, someone will kill you and you'll be like, It's wall hacks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking ninety five percent of the time. I know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's another game we've been getting into a lot lately is Halo Infinite. Yeah. You remember my last stream when we straight when we or last uh, podcast when we talked with Mac and I was like, I don't want to play Halo ever. Ever. <laughs> it's trash. I don't want to play it. And then you're like it's, it's gonna be just like the other games. And it is just like the other games. Yeah. But I never played the other games <laughs> so it's like what 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 the hell <laughs> what what is different yeah no I, i'd really enjoy it i like the balance of it and stuff and then it, it's I, I always like to have a, a shooter to go to and play yeah, yeah. and then kind of enjoy you yeah. know so good to have a nice balanced one instead of just knowing that some kid's gonna spawn in with the most broken gun in the game and kill me yeah yeah and then seconds. there there are things that are like are weird about halo like it um the hit registration sometimes feels a bit weird like, yeah. I, I have a video that I, I recorded when I was pissed off because uh, this kid was, like, shooting me with a battle rifle, which is, like, a three-round burst weapon in Halo. Yeah. And you could plainly see that he wasn't on target, but he was getting hit markers on me. And that could just be some sort of, like, difference between, like, me watching his view versus, like, my view. Right. But, like, there's no way that kid should have hit me. Right. And then the way people play that game, you can go and watch videos from our, like, previous, like, games. People play that game so fucking slowly. Yeah, oh, like, yeah. Like, compared to you and I, it's it's insane, dude. Like, Yeah, I don't... I have way too much energy to play something slow. Yeah. Especially if, like, the whole goal is to be a super soldier who can wield rocket launchers with no yeah. recourse. Why yeah. not? Just leap around corners. Yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got one of those uh, in, in other news, because um, it's a lot of Halo stuff. Um, 
I recently went on this uh, newfangled uh, website, TikTok. I oh yeah, you, I don't know if you've heard about it. No, I haven't. It's a uh, it's it's a relatively new, like kind of low end, you know, non mainstream. Oh, is website. that like a mom and pop kind of? Kind of like a mom and pop, yeah, yeah website. Um, recently got an account on there and started posting some of our like vids. So if anyone's interested in watching us on the uh, on on the Tiki Talks, on the Tiki Talks, uh, I have some of our more funny like clips on there. Oh yeah, uh, I think it's what is my TikTok? How do I find that? <laughs> God, I sound like a fucking boomer right yeah. now. <laughs> hey, what's uh? What's on the Tiki Talks? Martha, <laughs> get out of here! What's my password? Uh, <laughs> like, at Zombie Nikon on TikTok, you can actually see my dope ass. Like, uh, they they allow you to put like a GIF as like a uh, the your profile picture. Oh yeah, and uh, my dear sweet Wolfie. Yeah, 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 it's the one that transforms. Yeah, it's the one that transforms from like me into a zombie. Well, but yeah, you yeah. can go on there and watch that. It's pretty cool. At Zombie Nikon on Tiki Talks. On the Tic Tacs. <clears throat> on the Tic Tacs. Yeah, there you go. Because you're also doing YouTube shorts in conjunction with it too, right? Yeah, yeah I'm testing a lot of different stuff right now because uh, I think one of my shorts actually just hit a thousand views. Mm. Uh, can't get that on a normal fucking video though. No. It's crazy. No, no, no. <laughs> it's because you only have five friends. It's because <laughs> I only have five friends, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I did see one conspiracy theory about TikTok that I would agree that i was like i could fully see that yeah is that uh someone mentioned that because it's a it's like the first social media platform that's massive and controlled by another country right yeah um so they write their algorithms differently to manipulate different stuff Mm -hmm. and they don't mean like they're like manipulating politics or anything like that but like in the americas a lot of the algorithms uh what they really go towards are like the stupid dances or like running up milk crates and like very distracting, very easy content. But in their own country, they have it run where it's more engineering and more science based. So in order to become more popular in China, you have to be doing more like advanced stuff. If that makes sense, you have to be actually like building robots and things like that. And that's how you become popular in, uh, in that country. Huh? So what it does is it in the youth, it puts an emphasis towards the sciences and stuff like that. And I'm not usually a conspiracy theorist, but I was like, that would actually make kind of sense to like, how do you, how do you gain an advantage? Yeah. Cause I read, um, the whole, uh, one of the most popular videos on TikTok is from, uh, oh God, Bella Porsche, 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 Porsche. Um, <laughs> she's the one that did that. Um, she made a song that was uh, build a bitch where it's like, she's going through like a factory with like her head or whatever. And then they're like, basically it's a bunch of dudes like oh, inputting like things yeah, and yeah, turns yeah, her yeah, into yeah. like a fucking robot chick. Yeah. And then they like take over and blow up. Valkyrie was in that video too. She's a, she's a YouTube streamer. Yeah. <clears throat> Along with a lot of porn stars. Not <laughs> that I would know anything about that. Cause I'm, this is a Christian podcast. Um, <laughs> the Bella Porsche, but she has the most popular video and it's literally just seven seconds of her making like goofy ass faces to like music and then yeah. it like cuts off and it has like fucking 3.2 billion views. I can see that. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> a lot. Fucking B, billion. B- b- billion. Yeah. yeah. Billion views. Yeah. And it's because a lot of people think that the algorithm on uh, the American TikTok, quote unquote, the servers for like America is yeah. uh, built to basically cater towards like cutesy like facial features mm. so like bigger eyes like stuff like that right yeah and yeah. that's what she did in the video she just zoomed in on her face and made like a bunch of like and shit that's like why that. it and gets, it is everywhere it on tiktok shot to everybody yeah yeah see and i could see it i don't know if it would be malicious and necessarily with what i said it because american youth in my opinion as long as i've been one and then transitioned to an adult has always done dumb shit yeah so i yeah. don't know if it's really more of like is it an actual malicious yeah. program Cinnamon or challenge. is it just the fact that like <laughs> 
kids from the United States are like, yo, <laughs> well, <laughs> watch me eat the planking. Someone died from planking. Yeah. You know, like that's, <laughs> I don't know. I, I've had like, cause I, I mean, I, I, I read all the articles about it being reverse engineered and doing all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, ultimately yeah, it is, but it's sort of one of those risks. Like, like Facebook, if you're on Facebook, they sell all of your information. information like, yeah. like Facebook is listening to my cell phone right now. So they know that we're talking about like D and D and like halo and shit. So I'm probably going to get advertisements for that. Yeah. Which TikTok's the same way. Like they advertise specifically to like the streamer in me, yep. and like the like me, I, li- I like whiskey, and they like share like little whiskey glasses and try to get me to like buy right. it and shit like that. Like the old TikTok made me buy it thing. But I don't know. I don't know. I guess it is a risk with just being on the internet to begin with. But having access to a platform that can get you several billion views, right? Like that is several billion times that someone saw your name. Yeah, and as a content creator, that's that's huge. It's the same way on with YouTube Shorts. I love YouTube. That's probably yeah. that. If I could get partnered with a platform, it would be YouTube. I would. Right. I love YouTube, uh, and I always have because they're they're definitely they're they're harder on their algorithm. Like they don't right. allow you to cuss as much and things like that, which which a lot of people don't like. But mm. once you get established with YouTube, like that's that's it. Like you don't need anything else ever. Yeah, they're like way more advertiser friendly, so they actually pay you for their advertisements. Yeah. I think I've been streaming on Twitch for, I've been partnered on Twitch for what a little under a year. I think I got partnered or not partnered. I got uh, affiliate last year in June, end of June. Yeah, something like that. So it's been like eight nine months, I think, something like that. <coughs> and, At a year because uh, it's been that was twenty. Oh, that was twenty twenty. Holy shit! Yeah, I've been yeah, streaming for been like a over minute. a year. Yeah, yeah. Um, but basically, uh, almost two years now. I've been streaming on Twitch. Right. I've made about three dollars running ads on my channel yeah three dollars hell yeah <laughs> you know how crazy that is yeah, yeah that's a dollar like, a quarter or like a dollar a semi-annual it's fucking you know? insane dude um like they don't fucking they don't pay you at all for anything and then they oh, have yeah. like a 50 50 split so like if you go on my twitch channel and you're like i want to support this creator here's five dollars they take 50 percent of that yeah meanwhile you can go on like patreon pay the same five dollar subscription fee mm-hmm. to you know mediocre experts patreon and we would get like four dollars out of every five dollars that you spend right so you're actually supporting your favorite content creators instead yeah. of supporting a fucking amazon basically right exactly it's crazy man <clears throat> well that's what but twitch say, is like, the gaming platform so it's you, like really hard to go anywhere else oh yeah even if you made a video if it had a one billion views and only one percent of those people go click something else like let's say there's a youtube video you have that would be 10 million views that they would watch on a different yeah. video and the basic yeah. math that I've heard about that is that's like 20 grand in your pocket, essentially. Yeah. That's how much money that kind of viewership can actually generate you. From that's a, insane. So that's kind of the, the metrics there, you know, is like generating views and like even just 1% from a platform that massive yeah. could be huge. So I guess I say all that to summarize uh, our new platform for if you want to help support us isn't going to be on like Anchor or twitch or any of that stuff we, we we are using patreon right now and our patreon actually gives you access to an arc survival evolve server if you're interested in that sort of thing yep uh that is a community server you can do whatever you want on it we have like tiers that are for like admins if you wanted to have mm-hmm. access basically be a god in arc it's pretty cool it's pretty fun that and a crisp high five <laughs> <laughs> because patreon is way better at, at like actually supporting content creators than yeah anything else i've seen outside of maybe youtube youtube definitely supports its content creators it's just harder to get established over there yeah gotta have ten thousand or no you gotta have a thousand subscribers and four thousand watch hours yeah well, <sighs> and that watch hours have to be within a single month or something like that within a year within a year yeah you know, all you have to hit those like you have to hit uh 
Oh man, there's there's three criteria: a thousand watch hours, or sorry, a thousand subscribers, four thousand watch hours, and then a third criteria. Uh, you have to hit all three of those criteria in a year, and then oh, you wow. can okay. uh, submit to get partnered. Oh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm at like twenty five watch hours. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I guess I was over the last month. I have twenty five watch hours. Yeah. That's Someone, right. some people spent a day watching me on the YouTubes. Huh. Yeah. That's a trippy. Yeah. Uh, I'm up to five thousand views in the past month too. Which is pretty sick. Solid. Proud of, proud of that metric. Some growth there, you know? Yeah, a little bit. I gotta start posting more, like, videos and stuff, though. I have a few, like, yeah. it, we, we, Bree and I recently started playing It Takes Two. I think you said you were watching it, right? Yeah, I've watched the first three episodes with Shell. Dude, It Takes Two is such a fun game to play through, but it's also, like, mildly infuriating. Because <laughs> <laughs> my lovely wife is not the, not the best at platformers, and that whole game is a platformer. Oh, yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. man, yeah. It's fun to watch, though. Yeah, I, I really enjoy it. And then, I think we're up to episode eight. Yeah, fuck that book. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's a bad guy or not yet. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're the bad guys, if I'm being honest. I mean, yeah. Like, in some of the recent episodes that came out, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That's the one thing that I've heard about it. Uh, I had a friend who played through it, and they were like, yeah, at some point, you just get to a point where you're like, I don't want to play this anymore. Not because it's not fun, but because you're just a terrible person or yeah, something like that. Like, like, well, at this point, we're trying to get our, like, I don't know. I'll, I mean, I'll let you watch it. I don't want to spoil anything for people, but, like, yeah. it's just, it's terrible. <laughs> It's terrible without spoiling anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah, I have four more episodes I have to edit though, and then get uploaded. So all I'm going to say is that poor vacuum. That poor, oh my god, I forgot about the vacuum. Yeah. Oh, bless his heart. <laughs> bless his heart. Um. <laughs> uh, so the other thing I wanted to talk about, we'll we'll switch gears for a little bit and get into the nerd stuff. D and D. Yes. Right. Okay. I have been playing D and D. For six years now, I don't fucking. It's so long. Yeah, I've played in multiple groups. I've had several long campaigns. We're in a campaign right now, uh, Strixhaven, a curriculum of chaos. It's pretty cool. It's Harry Potter based. Um, spell area of effects. Yeah, blew my fucking mind last night. So our dear friend Ross was trying to cast Arms of Hadar, mm-hmm. which has a ten foot radius sphere centered on him. And I know it's been a couple weeks since we played D&D, but it blew my fucking mind in the moment because mm. I have a 10-foot radius like like printout thing that I can like set yeah. on his character and it shows like a like a crosshatch, like a plus sign yeah. of the what is it? 1 2 3 4 5 squares right. each that it can hit. Yeah. But it doesn't cover the corners and it's supposed to be a sphere. It's really fucking weird, right? And I have this little thing pulled up that shows you how you're supposed to do it so the problem that we ran into was Mm -hmm. we were centering it like actually on his character model and i know for you those of you listening at home you can't see what we're talking about but imagine like a grid with like one inch squares on it right like a like a piece of graph paper you set your character in the center of the one inch square right that's that's a five foot square is what it's supposed to be considered in reference to D D. When you cast a spell that's 10 feet, like that one right there with the plus sign, mm-hmm. Jacob, you see it? You put it on one of the corners of the square, yeah. not on the actual center of the character model. Yeah. Which is where it fucks up. So it always skews in one direction or the other. Right. And that's from like Jeremy Crawford, one of the lead game designers for 5th mm. edition. Yeah. That blew my fucking mind. I've never done that. Well, and again, it's... Uh I think a lot of the people that use the templates and stuff like that, or they're using the rules like that, they're not necessarily thinking of it in a square grid. I've seen a lot of, oh, sorry, non-corporeal uh, kind of th- games where you're not actually on like a square by square yeah. grid, you know, and that kind of thing. 
I don't know. This is from the book, though. Like this no, is makes, the actual. Yeah, shit I, I from get the what book. you're saying. Where you center it, that way it actually. Well, you don't need. It, it's not. It's not centered. That's the problem. Is like saying, you on basically a, on like a corner. You yeah, center it on a corner. And I've also seen. Um, that's the same way that like lightning bolt. You can actually make lightning bolt instead of going in a uh, 120 foot straight line, like diagonally or like down the grid. You yeah. can actually make it zigzag. Yeah. Because you can go to one of the corners of your square and launch it at an angle and it will zigzag and hit multiple people. Right. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it blew my fucking it's mind. To give it more effect, you know? Yeah. Uh, like this cone right here. So you see the cone, right? It's coming off of the corner of like yep. the square. And then this one right here is coming off the corner of the square too, but it's hitting it. That's the same 30 foot cone. Huh. It's just straight versus at a corner or whatever. Yeah, it it's just straight yeah. versus at like an angle. You fucking, that's crazy. Yeah. That's not a cone. That's not a cone. <laughs> it's like an ice cream cone. It's got a little little topper, you know? I had no fucking idea. But yeah. it's on, there, I think, page 252 of the DMG. Yeah. Uh, or Player's Handbook DMG. I can't remember. Uh, it's one of those two books. Uh, and and even handbook. like Jeremy Crawford on Twitter, that's where his like sage advice was. Mm. Uh, right here. So he said... Uh, for five foot square, this one is a five foot square. That one is not a five foot square. <laughs> yeah, crazy, right? Solid. Because you're extending the range of it by doing it from the center of the uh, character model, yeah. which isn't right. This is like seven and a half feet. This is like five feet. Hmm. Okay. Boggles the mind, right? I can kind of see why. I'll have in links reality, to this stuff in the description so you guys can see it. But yeah, in reality, it's also built to be a living game versus being a static game. Yeah. Even though it is portrayed as a static game. Yeah. Right. So, like, why if you got if your guy casts a spell, why wouldn't you take a step forward to like that corner and then bamf out or something? Like yeah. That? That or direct like a, it to where you're going to hit multiple targets at once, as opposed to it just being a static radius. Yeah. I just it blew my mind. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I I cannot believe that. <laughs> And it, it like one of the things that people were arguing about was like arms of Hadar and like uh, Earth Trimmer, I think is one that's like a ten foot radius centered yeah. on you, stuff like that. Boggled my mind. That's not too bad. That gives the I guess technically it gives the players a little bit more agency as well because they get to select their corner, corner yeah. instead of it being a little bit yeah you know oh, like arc's done. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty five minutes and fifty nine seconds. <laughs> Sick. um yes i I fucking wow is all i gotta say like i I literally thought you always centered it on the character models and then i do the whole base to base rule which is i think something from warhammer never played warhammer uh if you're in combat it is yeah that's what i'm saying like so i do if you're in close combat if you're touching like the base so like if you did a 20 foot radius sphere of fireball right yeah and there's a model like all the way on the right side of the sphere and this like my little template touches the base, and that means that guy's affected. Mm. But it's supposed to be half the square, if they're in half the square. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like this right here <clears throat> is the 10-foot radius centered on a character, and yeah. then that's like half the square, right? Yeah. So that's how they do it. That's why the corners of the little cross-section there don't actually affect the uh, the characters in those squares, because it's not half the square. Mm, okay. Fucking boggles the mind. Yeah, that's pretty trippy. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to know. <laughs> You've been playing D&D wrong your whole life. I'm pulling that out next time. You're going to be like, oh, it's touching you. I'm going to be like, actually, actually, <laughs> it needs to be covering more than half of my square. Mm-hmm. Like, cool. Now it's a 40 foot radius. <laughs> 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 Covers everybody. 
He makes an arcana check and then gets to expand his radius of the fucking <laughs> yeah, fireball. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm the DM, Jacob. <laughs> I can never be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, that was a lot of the stuff that was coming up in this uh, on uh, Tiamat's Tavern over on Facebook. That shitty fucking group uh, of a bunch of <laughs> that non productive group. Yeah. yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Rate my character. Um, those guys always argue about critting on skill checks, which uh-huh. is not a thing in 5th edition. If you're doing it, you're playing the game wrong. Learn the base rules before you play anything else. Uh, what's the other one? Critting on skill checks and... Uh, uh, actually, using weapon is a skill, so... And uh, <laughs> what the fuck is the other one? They always argue about these two things in this fucking group. Oh, uh, charisma checks. Charisma checks, whether yeah. You whether should. you should actually roleplay your fucking charisma checks in a tabletop role-playing game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the worst is is I can see someone who's like, I'm not very eloquent, but this is the idea I want to get across. Yeah. Seems to be generally accepted if you're like, oh, I want to make a joke. I'm not very good at jokes, but that's kind of what I'm going for. I want to like say kind of this thing. Yeah. Usually you'll be like, okay, cool. Roll it. Yeah. But like what they are is like, they just want to say like, I seduce the king of the country who's married. And okay, what are you trying to do? I just said what I'm trying to do. And I rolled a nat 20, so I win. Yeah. Like, so I succeed. It's like, no, no, no. I don't. Because- <clears throat> For those of you out there that play D&D 5th edition, if you do not know this, right, there is a rule in D&D 5th edition called uh, difficulty checks, DCs. Weird. Crazy. Everyone should know about this. It starts at a 5, can be any number, all the way up to 5, right, and goes all the way up to a 30 maximum. Yeah. As in, you cannot set a DC of 35. You can't set a DC of 40, yeah. 50, 60. doesn't work. You, the max DC is 30, and that is considered nearly impossible right. for D&D 5th edition, right? Yeah. Nearly impossible. So if you do not know how to lockpick something, the DM could set the DC at 30. Mm-hmm. You make a nat 20, like you roll a natural 20, which means that you quote unquote critted plus your four dexterity or whatever because you're not proficient in it. Yep. That's only a 24. It you did fails. not beat the DC. That fails. Yep. Right? No one seems to understand that this is the fucking rule in D&D 5th edition. Yeah. And I get changing it all. Oh, you want to crit, make it seem cooler. But like... In what world where the king would the king of Finrath or the council of Finrath ever give you control of the country just because you were kind of persuasive? Because, yeah. Like, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> and I think even still, going deeper into that, deep diving into that, right? So let's say Tanakh over here, right? Yeah. Your previous bard character who got like a plus 14 towards the end of his life, right? Yeah, yeah. You roll a natural 20, that's a 34. Technically, you just succeeded at doing the nearly impossible with a persuasion check. Right. That doesn't mean that I have to cave and just give you my country. Right. Maybe it, I'll be like, you know what? You're not wrong, but you just saved our country. Let's give you a title. Yeah, and let's an give area. You a like, let's give you a lordship, right? Yeah. Something a lot smaller than giving you the whole fucking country. Why would you ever just abandon everything you've ever wanted? Yeah. Don't be uh, stupid when playing yeah, yeah, D&D. Yeah. It's, all the rules are out there. Read the fucking books. Yeah. I think I was talking to you about this before, right? Yesterday. I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm one of the only people that actually cracks open the DMG and reads it. <laughs> like Potentially. I like, mean, that's insane. You read it one time, and you're like, oh, I kind of understand how these rules work. Close it, and then you never fucking touch it again. You and it like just collects dust. one time in the first place. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> most people just Google, and they're like, oh, this rule supports my claim on Reddit. And then, yeah. like, they don't fucking actually read the goddamn rules. Well, it's the same with Magic the Gathering, where you actually have to know different <clears throat> oh, yeah, rules dude. and how they stack and how they layer, you know? Because <sighs> that was the whole thing that I did to... Uh, Matt, when we were playing against him, was I had, um, I flashed in a creature and then blocked his creature, tapped it down, dealt damage to it. So I blocked it, dealing damage, and then I tapped it down, dealing one damage, and killed his creature before he could deal damage to me. And he was like, that's not how it works. I was like, that's 100% how it works. Yep. (laughs) Like, 
Look up the rules, man. Because you have declare defenders, and then you have. Uh, and well, I declare defenders. He declared his like I declared my blocker, and yeah. then in response tapped it down, yep. which is perfectly legal. Like that's how it works. Yep. So now that makes sense. I don't know, man. I just wish more people actually read books. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read. Um, well, and then uh, yeah, that was like uh, last night. Ross uh, Ross's character was trying to convince me that I had dropped gold when I had no gold on my person. Yeah, and then he was like, "Well, let's roll off for it. Let's see if you believe me or not." And no, like, that's not how it works. I was like, no, there's nothing you could possibly roll to make me believe something that literally cannot possibly have happened. And that's the problem, right? That's the mentality that people have when they come into 5th edition D&D is they're like, well, if I roll high enough on my dice, I'm going to succeed. Yeah. N- that's metagaming. That's you using your outside the game knowledge to try and c- basically coerce what your character in game is doing. Yeah. In any other sense of the word, that would be metagaming, yeah. and it wouldn't be fucking allowed. Well, and again... I, that's, that's knowledge not, your character doesn't have. Yeah, that's not specific to just 5th edition. That's specific well, to... Well, I think the other editions allow you to crit on skill checks and all that shit, right? So like, uh, that's maybe. the main thing we're talking about. Um, well, definitely. We're definitely talking about 5th edition, but even just as a DM, why would you allow that to necessarily work? Yeah. You know what I also, mean? Also, like, Ross isn't the one that calls for fucking skill check roll-offs. That's me as the DM. Yeah, that's why I was like... trying to run my game for me. I know, yeah. He was, he was like, let's just roll off. Let's just roll off. And I was like, no. Like, that's not how this works. <laughs> that's like, not, that's not, hey, I'm not going to do that. Hey, I'm not... You're going to be like, I roll a deception check. And then I'm going to be like, I'm not rolling anything because that's the DM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it, it's also, such a weird mentality to have, right? Like, yeah, it's good. I physically didn't have gold on me. How could it fall out of my pocket? Doesn't I would love... I, I think one of, the, one of these days, I'm going to have... I'm going to flip it right yeah. so lowing rolling a below a five is going to be like crit that's nearly impossible right so if you roll a natural <laughs> one plus three you succeed right <laughs> that would be fucking awesome i it would blow people's minds i'd be like yeah you succeed i rolled a two you succeeded nice you you managed to shark up out of the fucking water and dolphin dive on the deck of this pirate ship congrats congrats like <laughs> the adrenaline rush from knowing that you were going to fail well it's one of those things where it's just i, I don't I like playing D&D to where you guys don't know if you're going to succeed, right? Yeah. I like not having that, oh, I guaranteed it because I rolled a natural 20, right? Like, yeah. eh, eh. That's why I try to set my DCs and actually set, like, actually set the values of it before I go into encounters. And that's why I'm enjoying Strixhaven because they already have all the DCs set. Yeah, that way you're not Level 1, level 2, portion. level 5, level 10 encounters, right? Yeah, it makes sense. And it works out really well. No, I mean, it makes a lot of sense because why have that automatic success? Why why not struggle with it? You Not every character in a group is going to be the face of the group, you know? Sorry, I just thought about something because I – God, my brain works in such a weird way. I remember seeing uh, – because I could – on D&D Beyond, they added the feature to where I could see your guys' health, right? Yeah. I feel like I did more damage to Ross than – because he only had eight health. Which also doesn't make sense. Well, no, it does because he's a sorcerer, so it's six plus two. He did two. his potion. No, no, no. He, he, like, when I looked at it, he was down to one health. He has eight health, and yeah. I thought I did more than eight damage to him. But now I'm I'm questioning myself. You did. He did a potion and healed for, like, ten, so he went back up. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Like, he was at eight health. He dropped down to one health. Yeah. Drank and his potion and went back potion. up to eight. So I thought I did more than eight damage on that first initial hit. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. 
Maybe I did roll a three and a four. I don't know. <laughs> sus, Ross. Sus. Maybe. He doesn't listen to our podcast anyway. He won't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Questioning all, oh, yeah. all of reality right now from one game of D&D. Yeah, also real quick in Nerd News, Kamigawa pre-releases this weekend. Is it? For Magic the Gathering. Oh. And then uh, the real release is next week. So Yet another example of cultural appropriation, yeah. Jacob. They get all the cyberpunk that you could want with Japanese culture. Uh, one of the coolest, uh, one of the coolest mechanics in this one is they have reconfigure, which is huh. so it's a creature, yeah. but it's also an equipment. So, whoa, yeah, that's kind of <laughs> cool. So, like, you can throw down uh, the blade of the oni is the one I'm going to use because it's a mythic black, one black, one colorless. Um, it's a three one, and then uh, if you reconfigure it to attach. To another creature, that creature becomes a five-five uh, demon with uh, menace, and uh, in addition to everything else that it is, so you can kind of throw it down, and then you could turn like a one-one unblockable into like a five-five demon. Huh? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Which is kind of cool. Um, Kamigawa but- sounds. It seems interesting. It seems like a set that I would enjoy. But it, it goes along to what we were saying about Halo um, a couple days ago. Was uh, so Halo Infinite had a uh, Fiesta mode. Yeah. Um, like, what battle pass? I don't know what the hell it's called. Um, event. It was an event that they had where you could unlock all this, like, samurai armor. Yeah. And why, why though? Like, I'm, why samurais? Um, why does samurais go so heavily into the whole cyberpunk? Like, cyberpunk 2077? Samurais as well. I think a lot of it has to do with the idea of how technologically advanced Japan is. Um, and how much technology they pump out and stuff. So that's kind of the theme there. Maybe. Is like the I mean, this old took place the in kind Night of... City, which was like in fucking California. Yeah, yeah. But they had like samurai, like katanas and yeah. fucking like blades and shit. I will say it's done a lot. A lot of people like the way it looks and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, magic, there's two routes that you can make. So like my counter argument is magic has gone everywhere, if that makes sense. So in the last five I would years, say, I would say, yeah, I mean, they've had, a, they've had an Egyptian one. They've had a, an actual Viking one. They, yeah. you know what I mean? They, they kind of diversify. Yeah, but they've already done Kamigawa once before too. Back in like, yeah, 08 or something yeah. like that. Um, and then, but I will say on the negative side of that argument is every time they do release a set, they do actually have like Japanese specific cards that yeah. they release, uh, and Japanese specific art and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So they're definitely catering to that market. Um, and they're, I mean, I've met plenty of people that love to run those cards and yeah. like have them because of how pretty they are or, you know, just that theme, yeah. you know? I mean, I, I just think nerds in general love that whole like Japanese aesthetic and like the samurai shit. When, it's all the weebs. Like, yeah, it really is, dude. Like, when you were dating girls, I was studying the blade. That's right. And now I'm a Magic the Gathering world champion. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I've never liked the Japanese aesthetic. Hmm. Not into like fucking Hello Kitty and like weeb shit. I never got into like anime as much as I should have. You know? Yeah, uh, I'm really enjoying the Critical Role animated series though. Oh Legend yeah, Box Machina. Machina. Yeah, they just released the. Uh, I thought they only released them on Fridays, but they had the la- the newest three episodes, six through nine uh, or seven through nine, last night. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, it could have been like twelve o'clock Eastern or something like that. I don't know. Maybe it's. Oh shit! You're right. I guess we were up late last night. You guys might have been. Uh, <laughs> no, it was like it was like ten thirty because like I, I watched all three episodes right yeah, after. So you guys Far left. Eastern would be twelve, so yeah. they probably release like all the United States as soon as possible. Yeah, that way no one can like spoil it or X Y Z kind yeah. of thing. Everyone has a fair chance. It's to fucking view it. it's fucking lit though. Uh, and then I really got into like Death Note. I thought Death Note was cool, but that's because I like my like goth vibe and shit. Yeah, you little emo. Yeah, little emo kid. You little emo. I, I do really like 
anime. Yeah. I just don't get into it as much as all the other people because of the community, you know? Like, the community for anime is fucking insane. Uh, they get very... Yeah. The weeb community is pretty fucking stupid. Yeah, they get very fan... But I could beat them up. Fan so crazy. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've always been into animes and stuff like that. Uh, the animes, as the kids would say. Yeah. And... Uh, I definitely see where there's definitely like a negative culture to it where it's like too far, you yeah. know, and people get really defensive of their characters. They get very attached to them. Well, that and then um, they ship characters. And if like the writers don't go for whatever like, that, that relationship, yeah. then like they just get pissed off. Oh, and there is no sacred bond in anime. You thought it was bad with like supernatural. There is no like there is no line. People will not cross. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's a TikTok that's going around right now, too, is this dude that's like uh do you think this girl's attractive? Be honest. And then it's like a 14 year old in anime. And he's like, ah, no, how old is she? Why would that matter? Why would that matter? Jim? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, she's obviously too young. And then it cuts yeah, to yeah, another yeah. person. That's like a mermaid chick with like, just, you know, packing heat as yeah, they say. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, the fucking, he's like, oh, oh, she's, uh, yeah, no, obviously she's attractive. She's 13. Yeah, <laughs> like, and you're like, oh my God. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my. Yeah. And, and that's anime. Oh yeah. <laughs> Well, actually, speaking of... I just don't like that. Like I said, I'm not a huge fan of the Japanese aesthetic. I never cared about, like, samurais or any of that shit. Yeah. They existed in the same time as, like, medieval knights, and medieval knights were way cooler to me. Yeah. Um, I do think there's other aesthetics that definitely get put to the wayside comparatively, where you could have a balance of it. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. Like, uh, Vikings have an amazing aesthetic to them, all kinds of stuff like that. Do love me some Vikings. The Vikings. Hashtag heritage, man. Yeah. Right knights, there. knights are interesting because there's like modern portrayals, and then there's also like the really weird tapestries that you can see of like yeah. knights with with cod pieces and stuff. That yeah. you're just like, <laughs> what yeah, is that? Sick, yeah, sick dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> Express that manhood. Express that manhood. Stay strong, kings. <laughs> Hell yeah. Fight for your king. But uh, in reality, like uh, medieval warfare would be terrifying to have to do it. Medieval warfare hear... was really crazy too. This is getting in a fucking deep tangent right now. Yeah, you yeah. know the middle. Medi- Medieval warfare was mostly just trenches. Just trenches. I can see that. So, like, if you were storming a castle wall, you didn't just, like, lay up a bunch of fucking ladders because they would just dump hot oil on your ass. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, it yeah. wasn't even oil. It was just, like, water that they superheated. Yeah. So, like, they wouldn't use oil because oil's fucking expensive, right? right? So, why would they Why would they dump oil on your head right. when they could use that for their lanterns and stuff? But they'd be throwing what they would do is they, like, they'd be doing <laughs> for, like, day, if they knew a siege was coming for days, they would just dig a big ass trench. So, the wall is like sloped at the bottom of a castle. Yeah. So because it's sloped and then goes up, that's like, let's say it's a 10 foot wall. That's a really short wall, but whatever, 10 foot wall. Then they dig a 10 foot trench. Now it's a 20 foot wall that you yep. have to scale. And it's a pit that they can fill with shit. Like, oh, <laughs> it, like uh, dude, medieval warfare was crazy. Yeah. Cause there were no, like there was no Geneva conventions. So yeah. Catapult <laughs> dead bodies at other armies and be like, catch COVID-19 bitch. You know, like, that would be, like, Sick, what they would be doing and stuff. Uh, um, I don't know why that's fine. And then you have samurais. They're just like, I'm going to slice you in half of my like double bladed steel katana. Fuck you. Get out of here. I'm so going to dump hot oil on your ass. Uh, the most terrifying <laughs> thing that I read about medieval warfare is your armor's too heavy for you to really get back up. If you get knocked down, kind yeah. of like turtle so the worst part would be and one of the reasons why they don't fight near swamps is you would actually have knights get knocked over and then stepped on and like drowned in mud yeah there's a henry the sixth or whatever the fuck like fell off his horse and drowned yeah like it's dumb (laughs) survived like like, nine battles in his life was like a legend and then like fell off his horse and fucking drowned to death yeah because he was in heavy armor (laughs) exactly like (laughs) oh man 
<laughs> people aren't smart when it comes. Well, like at least up until modern technology, people did not fight wars very smart. At least in my opinion. I don't know. Like fucking. In yeah. some ways they did. In some day, ways they did amazing. They were like, "That's fantastic." In other ways, they were like, "I'm falling over." Oh God! And then just, I'm falling over and I can't get up, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me. Where's my life alert button? Like you know, like that kind of shit. Then they invented the bow and ruined everything. Oh Lord. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're like 85% English, so you probably got some longbow like fucking jeans in there or something you know uh, okay continuing with nerd news i don't know if you're excited about it uh the batman with uh harry well not harry potter what the fuck's that guy twilight guy uh Pat- and harry potter guy <laughs> he was in harry potter too. Patrick. yeah yeah uh, uh, harry potter 4 technically what is um, his name robert pattinson robert pattinson comes out march 4th 2022 hell yeah yeah the batman the batman Yep, uh, it's got Zoe Kravitz in it too. Which There's like a new commercial out that makes it seem like Alfred like withheld some information from him or something like that. And he's like, "You knew the whole time." And it's just a picture of the new Alfred, and then it's like fucking weird. Yeah, okay. so we'll see where that goes. <laughs> and then uh, Uncharted with uh, Mark Wahlberg and um, Spider Man. What's that guy's name? Uh, yeah, this is the dude. I don't Tom Holland. Uh, no, I don't think that's him. I don't think that's him. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no one knows who Spider-Man is. Jacob, oh. roll with the joke. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's Peter Parker you're thinking of. <laughs> uh, February 18th, 2022. I got uh, tickets for it because I thought it was yes, like tomorrow, which is my anniversary. Is my anniversary today or tomorrow? Oh, shit. I don't know. Ooh. <laughs> oh, no. It's two days from now. Okay. okay. Um, Good thing you got a calendar. Like, no, I got tickets for Uncharted because I wanted to go see it because I am a fan of Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg's a legend. And I hate, I've never, fuck, I hate Sony so fucking much. I hate PlayStations. I'm never going to, I'm going to die on that hill. PlayStation <laughs> is stupid. If you like PlayStation, you're a fucking idiot. Get out of my DMs. The Uncharted game is an exclusive that comes out on PlayStation. I've never played it. I've never yeah. seen it. It's basically just male Laura Croft because they had to steal that from all the women. Yeah. And then uh, Tom Holland's playing uh, Nathan Drake. I think his name is. Yeah. And uh, so I wanted long story long. I wanted to uh, see the movie movie tomorrow, Saturday for our anniversary. We were going to go to the Alamo Draft House. Didn't get to fucking do that because it doesn't come out until the 18th of February. So I literally bought tickets for next weekend on the 19th looks like you're going next weekend no i decided to go i, I bought tickets for this tomorrow as well for death on the nile the oh yeah. hercule Poro oh, uh, yeah. mystery movie so we're gonna watch that and then we're gonna go next weekend and watch uncharted as well there so. you go yeah back to back yeah look at you with your free weekends and all that kind of stuff <laughs> look at me planning stuff i know right uh, I do actually have two commenting on comments. Oh, well. is that what we're getting into? Especially because commenting on comments. Go ahead. All right. This also has to do with Vox Machina. Ooh. Oh, sick! Because uh, a lot of the memes on the on the face space were all like pissed <laughs> off, <laughs> right? Uh, In the metaverse. Yeah. Ready? Hot take. Matt Mercer and CR are both a net negative for D&D as a whole. Increased interest in it, but overall ruined player expectations for the experience. (laughs) Why is it so wrong to want to emulate someone that's better than you? Matthew Mercer is a legend in the D&D community. Yeah. How many people are like, oh, Jeremy Crawford's playing the game, right? Yeah. Mike Merles 
which is one of the dudes that's on fucking YouTube. Go watch Mike Merles if you want to learn anything about D&D. That man's a fucking legend. Yeah. And Matthew real. Mercer. Yeah. If you want to learn how to cater to your players and not railroad them, watch Matt Mercer. If you want to learn the rules of the game and, and how to play the game correctly, watch yeah. Mike Merles. Yeah. Why is that so? If you want to fucking play guitar, wouldn't you go and watch like fucking uh, Lenny Kravitz play guitar? Wouldn't you go watch like Lenny Kravitz? That's not the right one. Uh that is the right one. I, no, he doesn't. Yeah, he plays guitar. The name sounds really familiar. Holy shit. Why can I not think of anyone that plays guitar right now? <laughs> My tangent got broke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know you have Dimebag Daryl. He was a, the lead guitarist of Pantera. Uh, that man, no, RIP. Fucking legend, right? You have Slash. Why, why wouldn't you want to go emulate people that are better than you? Is um, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Lenny Albert Kravitz is an American singer, songwriter, record producer, multi-instrumentalist, and actor. Yeah. So if you want to learn how to play instruments, why wouldn't you go watch mm. Lenny Kravitz play instruments and learn from him? Yeah. Why is it so hard to say, like, I'm trying to emulate Matthew Mercer in my games? Right. And I could see setting expectations for your players. Like, I don't expect you or Ross or Bree or anybody else to, uh, like, do a bunch of fucking voices. Because you're not professional voice actors. Right. I don't expect that. I well, expect you guys to role play a little bit and get into your characters. Yeah. And maybe that's just, like, a maybe that's an expectation that I can't do for everyone. But I can do it for you. I've seen you guys do it. I know yeah. you could do it. Well, they're right? saying player expectations. So they're saying more of, like, when... If you had a new player show up, they expect you to be like Matt Mercer, right? And that you have that much depth, you have that voice acting, you're doing all that kind of stuff. I've played D&D over the last five years with probably about 50 different people. Yeah. And I've never had anyone have that kind of expectation. Yeah. At all. Not a single fucking time I've ever had anyone. I've had people that watch Critical Role and they haven't expected me to be like that. Yeah. And if they did, all you say is, I'm not Matthew Mercer, right? Yeah. I just don't understand why it's such a bad thing to try and compare people to someone that's better than them oh right? yeah like why is that so bad oh yeah exactly and then so, someone put it pretty uh, how do you get good stuff, they said you know? so watching pro basketball or pro baseball didn't ruin expectations of people playing it in pickup games watching pro video game tournaments didn't ruin expectations of people playing those games preach i think the idea <laughs> that cr caused new players to have unrealistic expectations is vastly overstated by players and dms with imposter syndrome who are looking for something to blame for their own feelings of an fucking <laughs> preach <laughs> <laughs> which i agree with that because like yeah i figured out we had yeah, that yeah. they uh <laughs> What is it? The no, it's going to keep going. It's going to keep going <laughs> until it finishes. Yeah. Uh, the Super Bowl Sunday. Right. Yeah. So if I go watch that, I'm going to show up 30 minutes after the game's over. We're going to have a pickup game. And if you don't perform like Tom goddamn Brady, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> yeah. All right. You get, get it together. Yeah. People. Yeah, exactly. So stupid. That's such a stupid mentality. It's a childish mentality to have. Right. Like you're expecting someone to be like a god at this game who's either never played it before or is just learning how to play. My problem is when people like players, right? So my problem always lies with players. As a DM, if I spend hours of my week planning and prepping a session for you guys in my own custom fucking world and allowing you guys to play your stupid fucking furry fantasies out in my game, why would you just show up and roll dice and expect to just win the game? Yeah. Like, why would you expect to crit skill checks just because? Yeah. Like, no, get the fuck out of here. Play the game. Like... Yeah. do something you know yeah one person said i feel it too sometimes but you got two choices you can point fingers and do nothing or challenge yourself to up your game yeah uh, and then this one is something i really wanted to talk about this person says cr is not the equivalent of professional dnd please is don't put it D&D. there it's not much better if it is i fear feel bad for y'all 
It is professional. They got paid $9.8 million to play D&D on Twitch. How do you define professional? That was going to be my question to you. Because, like, uh, if you called a professional plumber. I'm a professional gamer. I have made money playing video games. Right. Like, that is what professional is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can sit down and walk you through how to play fucking Call of Duty because I've played it. That's yeah. my knowledge of the game. And I have made money playing Call of Duty. Yeah. Like, that makes me a professional. Again, like uh, it's kind of the scaling, right? So your average plumber charges sixty-five to eighty-five dollars an hour. Yeah, right. That means that they make about one hundred and twenty to one hundred forty thousand dollars a year. You would consider them a professional in their job. Yeah, yeah. But Critical Role made nine point eight million dollars in two years of playing D and D. Yeah, that is extremely professional. Yeah, <laughs> they have a company that, a means- re- that revolves around producing Dungeons and Dragons content. Yeah, they're releasing a book with Wizards of the Coast. What else do you fucking want? Wizards of the Coast is a company that created and it- like D and D or owns D and D. They're making a book in the world that Matthew Mercer created for Wizards of the Coast. 100%. It's getting released on, in March. Yeah. Like, I, that is professional D and D. Like it is. you're just jealous. That, is what it is. I really <laughs> think that's the biggest thing. Is right. Is they look at it and they're like, oh, I don't get to make five hundred thousand dollars per person that plays my game a year. Yeah, playing D and D. Now I'm Fucking upset insane. about it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, to define professionalism, yes, it's someone who gets paid to do something. Yeah, that makes you a professional. Yeah, you know, like that's <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> People are mad because they're treating Critical Role more like a business transaction now than they are anything else. And and I think that's the issue, right? Because, like, mm-hmm. Travis Willingham is one of the characters that played, like, Grog. Yeah. He is the CEO of, like, the Critical Role company. Yep. Whatever the fuck that is. And I don't even know the name of it because I don't keep up with this shit. They have right. a they have the Critical Role Foundation as well. That is like a nonprofit organization that they started, where like they take money and give it to people to teach them like math and shit by playing D anD D. Like, right? What more could you ask for from a community like that? Yeah, there was the whole thing with Critical Role too, where they uh, so they had a bunch of fan artists that would like draw their characters and stuff. Right. They came out eventually and said, "Hey, we own the rights to these characters. You guys are not allowed to sell." our intellectual property anymore on merchandise like, on merchandise like so you're not allowed to put grog's face on a mug and sell it we own grog's strong jaw yeah that pissed off the art community yeah like they were fucking livid because all yeah, these God fucking forbid. etsy artists couldn't go out there and like plaster grog's face on a mug and yeah. sell it for a million dollars and make a bunch of money because it's popular right which i agree with don't fucking steal people's work well, because they, they will also, that same community are the ones who will rail against, like, people doing that. Yeah. Right? They're the ones who say, put the Disney logo on your stuff because Disney will take it down so you don't have to get your merch stolen and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. They're the ones who, if it happened to them, would be livid about it. Which is also the Disney logo, so I guess they could sue you for using it. But <laughs> yeah, 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 well, as long as you're not selling it or whatever, but yeah. same, same. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, and it's just such a bizarre mentality to have. You yeah. know, it's like, I should be able to do anything I want, and there should be no consequences. Yeah. Yeah. You, know? you had another. Comic Town Comics? I do. This one's a little bit more of like a game mechanics one. Uh, Sexy. Right? So our DM declared monks to be too underpowered. Oh my god. And decided to make a few changes to quote unquote balance them. Okay? Add your wisdom modifier to your attack rolls. In addition to dexterity, your wisdom increases your martial arts dice size by a maximum of plus one. So they also increase the number of stages. So... Uh, you get higher martial dice faster and stuff like that. Yeah. So it goes a D4, D6, D8, D10, D12, 2D6, 2D8, and 2D10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wrong. Um, and then if you use deflect missiles, you can use it for every single attack that's against you that round. 
So if someone shoots, if you had 10 archers, you could deflect missiles on each. I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with the monk being underpowered. I think it is, but you should never add flat rates to your rolls. So like, if I say you have a plus two to damage because you're a fucking thrown weapon master, right? That's a solid plus two. That makes sure that makes your plus five dexterity go up to a seven damage. Like that is yep. seven flat damage. So it doesn't matter what the fuck you roll on the dice. Yep. You roll a one on the dice. You did eight damage. You roll a six on the dice. You did 13 damage. Right. Like, that's insane. You flat damage is so like don't do that. Right. I would agree with changing the dice scale, but I don't think I would go all the way up to like two d ten. That's that's like that's a bit way much. more than anyone else can do. Yeah. Like instead of starting at a d four, I would start at a d six and I would go up to a d twelve. Yeah, I could agree. Solves with that. the problem, right? Because or I would go up to a d ten and then instead of getting a d twelve, I would do two d six because that's the same thing that like a uh, right fighter could do. The scaling is different there. Your 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 mid range on the statistics scale of rolling dice is higher, so right. you would roll three and a three so you roll seven damage instead of rolling six and a half yeah Not well, and again deal, when you add flat damage to it and talking about thrown weapon master which is something in the game does add a plus two now you give me a plus three hand axe of throwing right yeah and then if i had a belt of storm giant strength you know what i mean i throw one axe and you're talking about like the minimum damage i do is like 12 yeah <laughs> like it's like 14 and then you it's roll dumb. a dice yeah it gets ridiculous right so um, yes monks are underpowered if i'm one of those things um well and then they are also saying to it they're the whole attack roll so they're saying plus to plus to hit and plus to damage oh god so yeah, that's no, even fuck more that, ridiculous like, yeah so monks already get like so much monks are already so fast they get so many attacks in a round why would you allow them to do even more damage with that yeah like Again, the only thing I think I would change, and we've talked about this before, is that I would make the monks martial arts die started D6. Yeah. Because why should I be able to pick a fighter with unarmed fighting from Tasha's cauldron and everything? Yeah. I think it's Tasha's, right? And then uh, just because I'm not using a weapon, I get a D8 martial arts die, basically. Right. Versus like a monk who wouldn't get a D8 until like level 11 or 12. Right. That doesn't make sense, right? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't scale. Like a level one fighter is a better monk than a level 12 monk. Like that's insane. As far as hand-to-hand combat goes. Yeah. And you have more damage (coughs) output. I think people get disenfranchised because you're hitting more, but you're not doing like 2D6 each time you do Yeah, you're doing like, you know, eight damage with four attacks. So that's like fucking math is hard right now. 32 damage in a round. Meanwhile, a fighter would get two attacks and deal 32 damage in a round. Right, exactly. It just scales a little bit different, right? Um, I'd say they did a pretty decent job of already balancing a lot of the classes and stuff. I would think (laughs) Ranger and Monk are definitely on the low scale of those, in my opinion. And Monk's been changed a lot. Like, you can pick a Drake Warden now from the latest yeah. book that came out, and uh, it's insane. Like, eventually you get, like, a large dragon that can, like, fly, and you can, like, just bite people in half. Like, yeah. it gives you, you extra attacks. You ride on yeah. it, yeah. It, like, Ranger has definitely been changed a lot in recent years to where oh, it's definitely. a lot better, especially Beastmaster Ranger. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't say that Ranger is underpowered anymore. I think Rangers are utilitarian. Right. A lot more than, like, the average character. Yeah. I can see that. Monks, again, the only reason I say monks are underpowered is why the fuck should you start with a D4 hit, like, martial arts die? Yeah. Doesn't I'll, make sense. Uh, and again, is it a D4? Yeah, it's a D4. Yeah, because that's right, because you can be an elvish monk, you have proficiency with a longsword, and you can use a longsword, which is a D8. It yeah. doesn't count as your martial arts die, but you could still use, like, a fucking longsword and deal more damage than you would with just your fists. Yeah. Well, or, to put it in perspective, just being born a turtle, you get a D4 weapon with your fists. Yeah. So why it negates all that early game, uh, like advantages of yeah. picking this class. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Um, even in those cases, if you could just say, if you're a monk, you learn how to hit better, so you increase your damage by one die. So maybe if you're like a uh, tabaxi that gets a D4, you go up to a D6 or some something like that. I, maybe. Again, I would but just start then, it at a D6. I think I would too. Like your unarmed strikes deal a D6 damage. Yeah. And in D&D 5th edition, if you have like claws that deal a D4 uh-huh. and then your monk skill says you deal a D6, you deal a D6 slashing. Yeah. Because you pick whatever's highest. Yeah. And I, I guess I could see I could see a little more item support because theirs do feel a little lackluster compared to some oh, of the stuff that's yeah, out dude. there. There's not enough monk items. Yeah. I think, again, another one thing from... Uh, Whatever the recent book that came out. God, it's been a while since we talked about it. Talking D&D. about Fizzband's Treasury of Dragons? No. The, no, no, no. I, th- I want to say Tasha's. Uh, Tasha's came out with like all the things for like the sorcerer, yeah. like the Bloodwell vial and stuff. Right. Um, I'm pretty sure they came out with monk stuff too. But I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, if only we had a device that was connected to the <laughs> World Wide Web. Tasha's definitely came out with some stuff. Um but again, you could come up with a few different items that might help monks a little bit better. You oh, know? yeah. Uh, you totally you could have like plus one through three. Just and I guess wraps. people always people always forget about like the bracers of defense and stuff, though. Oh, like yeah. that's that's a that's specific to like monks and barbarians who can't right. wield like shields or don't want to wield shields, not shields, uh, who get armor class based on like their skills. Right. So like right. for a barbarian, it's constitution and dexterity for a monk. It's wisdom and dexterity. Right. Uh, but you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Monks are like, they don't have enough weapons. They don't have enough stuff. Monk magic items. Five E <coughs> monk two Oh one, the best magic items for monks on D and D beyond hashtag, not a sponsor. They have, uh, the arcane propulsion arm that someone said you could use the tattoos. So like the blood for your tattoo barrier, tattoo yeah. brace of defense, cloak of displacement, uh, gloves of soul catching, Staff of Striking, because you can use a bow staff. Uh, Tome of Understanding, and the Winged Boots that allow you to get more mobility. Mm. So all of those exist in D&D 5th Edition. People just don't associate them with being a monk right. because all they want to do They're is They're not monk-specific items, yeah. right? You feel like you have you definitely have sorcerer-specific things. You have all your caster classes. You yeah, have I'm pretty like sure the focus, uh, Holy you know? Avenger has to be attuned by a paladin. Yeah. Uh, that's like a great sword you can get. Yeah, I was So, say. like, there's nothing that says requires attunement by a monk. Right, that kind of thing, you know? I don't think, anyway. <laughs> but Make an item called Key to Your Success. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but I'm like it, you know? <laughs> key to Your Success. <laughs> 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 it's just an OnlyFans account. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. No, and I, the general consensus is that's a lot to add, right? Uh and we talked about it a little bit in order to break rules you should know rules you know what i mean how do they interact yeah. at different levels <laughs> yeah you know? so like my ruling for uh flanking right so i understand that the flanking rule is optional in dnd fifth edition most people fucking hate that you say that but it allows you to basically be there's a monster doesn't matter how big the fucking monster is and as long as you're on the left side of it and i'm on the right side of it we both have advantage on our attack rolls against it right that makes no fucking sense to me yeah so i learned that rule i don't like that rule i changed that rule now it's just you get a plus two right. to your attack roll. Why which, the fuck should you ever get advantage? Because that skews your fairly, attack so high. Like, fairly advan- advantageous. Yeah, like, exactly. Still, <clears> it just still makes good. it to where you don't get sneak attack all the fucking time as like a rogue. It yeah. makes it you have to actually like think about your attacks and shit. Yeah, you have to hide. You, you have, have to, to hide. Yeah. You have to use your actual resources instead of just getting it for free. The other one was, what's the other one that I did? Oh, man. Oh, um, I understand that the rule for difficulty checks for DCs is mm-hmm. 30 is the max. Well, if there's a door that was built by giants, I could set the DC at a 40, which means two people both have to roll higher than a 20. Yeah. 
not a natural 20. Yeah. I just have to get 20 on Do that a dice, right? So you could roll like of something. a yeah. 17 plus 5 is a 22, right? So that's 22 from you. And then someone else has to get a combined skill check of like 15 plus 5. That's a dirty 20. Like, right. Done. You yeah, just exactly. succeeded in opening a door. So, yeah, I learned the rule. skill checks in order to I adapted do certain things. No, no, it kind of makes sense, you know? Yeah. Now I'm tracking. Adapt and overcome, people. Adapt and <laughs> overcome. Stop playing D&D wrong. Stop playing D&D wrong. That'll never happen, Will. Yeah, it won't. I definitely won't. But I guess we can get out of here now, Jakey boy. You seem Heck like you're getting yeah. antsy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stool. It's not comfortable. <laughs> no. no, no, no. <laughs> well... We appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening, as always. I uh, hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks for wasting your time with us. Yeah, of course. Um, Twitch.tv slash zombie Nikon. We stream every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, we have our community server live. It's up 24-7. There's a bunch of people that play it in our Discord, uh, all of which I will have links to in the description down below if you're interested in supporting us in other ways. Um, Patreon is definitely going to be our go-to, I think, from from uh, in the way forward. Yep. So Makes sense. Thanks for your help. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Bye.